0: Well, hello and welcome. Thanks for coming back to listen to this very interesting tag team episode of 14 Reasons Why. Stay tuned. I'm your host, you know who, and today we have Alexis with us and we are going to talk a little bit just about millennial relationships and what relationships mean to us in relation to what we know from scripture and what we know from just life in general. Thank you for joining me, Lexi. So first off, I did a little bit of research, just a tiny bit, on some articles on what people think millennial love is now um, with a lot of um, different types of relationships. Obviously, we have a lot of open relationships now um, and different varieties of relationships, polyamorous, cohabitating, having kids out of wedlock, all types of relationships. Um, But based on those, these are some things that people were saying that are high on their list of what is important in a relationship. Um, one of those things the first being honesty um, the second kindness and the third humor in in one uh, research that I did or one um, article that I read Um, in another it was saying that you want to connect with someone you want to be with people who show off their success and you want to be an inspiration to others looking for that blueprint of good relationships um, a lot of people are looking for authentic relationships in another survey uh, which really means that they're following hopes and dreams and rather than a corporate ladder per se um, really following their passions and, and in that sector of people um, someone want, some people want equals and co-founders of uh, companies and travel buddies and all of that in order to feel fulfilled um, my question my first question to Lexi Lee is <laughs> Um, what's important in your type of relationship? What's important to you? What are the first things that you look for?
1: Uh, I would definitely say trust, communication, and understanding. Because even if you, because you can communicate, but you have to understand what the person is saying when they communicate to you. So if it's like I say. Oh, yeah I think your hair looks crazy. <laughs> you're going to take that as, oh, she said my hair look crazy. And I could think that crazy is a fun word or whatever. It may not be what you interpret it as. So I think it's always good to seek further understanding as well. I definitely think communication and understanding go as well. And so, yeah.
0: Well, with that being said, you're saying that communication is really important. But is that just developed over time? Like, are there certain things that you need to ask someone in order to understand the communication? Like... How do you gain that type of level of communication where you understand what i'm coming where i'm coming from
1: i think it definitely does happen over time everything's not going to be perfect from the start however one thing that i've learned is perception checking so if i don't exactly understand you or maybe i feel like i do and i want to make sure i can always say like so i feel like i heard you say this or am i hearing you say this because I could be perceiving it in a way that doesn't even necessarily mean doesn't mean right or isn't or I, I may not be saying it in the right way perceiving it in the right way. So I think that way you can kind of it kind of helps you understand. And if you don't understand, I think it's important to say I'm not quite understanding what you're saying right now. Don't be ashamed to say that you don't know because you're not going to know everything or necessarily understand the person within the first five seconds. You know,
0: it definitely I do def- I do definitely think it takes time. Um, based off of that too. I would say that i found that friendships, when you start off with friendship, it always goes into something bigger, it's like that's the greatest foundation of relationship, I would say, because that's the type of stuff like even you and I as friends have had to learn communication and what it means to say something to each other, um, and what triggers us, what doesn't, um, what really affects us, uh, but that's just on a friendship level and it was deep, you know, we definitely had to go through our things. So when it comes to a relationship, can you just jump in? Can you just, is, is there such thing as just love at first sight and that's it, you know, is there such thing as, like, what do you have to absolutely work at?
1: I'm not quite understanding the question. <laughs> <laughs> See, there we go. Using their languages. <laughs> so, wait a second. Are, so are you saying? asking what exactly do you have to work out via communication? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I definitely just try to, I would definitely say, I guess, true, like, you really have to understand what somebody is saying in order to communicate. But I do think the first step is gaining the comfortability to communicate with someone. Because if I'm not comfortable with you, number one, I probably shouldn't be dating you. But it's like, I have to be comfortable to an extent to even say, hey, I need to speak to you about this, or I don't like that you did this. Or even if you do like it, it's good to express it. I think you need to have that comfort to even say that. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, number one, that's just not communicating at all. So number one, I would definitely say comfort. And when you do communicate, it's definitely good to listen. So if we're having a conversation, I can't be, I can't be doing ten other things, and then be thinking I'm listening to you at the same time. Mm. That's not effectively or actively listening to someone or, or engaging into the engaging in the conversation. So I think it's very important to do something like that. So. And then after that, I think that's when you can really take it all in and say, I feel like I heard you say X, Y, and Z. Can you confirm that's what you said? And then then that's when you really take it in and try to, you know, process what they said and then go back. I mean, and of course, you don't have to do it in every conversation. But I feel like in those important conversations where you're talking about something serious or how someone is feeling,
0: it's important to do that so if conversation is so important one thing i wonder is is there a right time to ask questions like is there a right time for you to mention a future for you to talk about um money or any of those things that like seem to be really hot button issues uh politics even you know is there a right time to mention your views on things um is there a time when it's gone too long and you haven't talked about those things? I know in, um, in my experience, I've had relationships where, um, we haven't been able to even talk about certain things and we've been together for a long time, for years even. So like, what's that point where you're like, mm, we're not like really vibing communication wise, like, oh, mm, bye.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think it just kind of depends on how you feel things are going. Like if on one and you feel like, well, why haven't we talked about this? I'm ready to talk about this, and they're just skating around like yeah, life is great because they feel like life is okay, mm-hmm. then maybe they're not quite ready for a serious relationship. Maybe they're just having fun. Like, I know for me, like in my past relationships, at least the ones that I know of, like finances were never discussed, nothing like nothing major was discussed. And I know I, I in my previous relationship, I was even asked like to move in, and it's like, how do you even know like I can afford to pay <laughs> you rent mm-hmm. or pay my half of the rent? You don't, you know what I'm saying? And people don't. I feel like people don't say think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, people finances, you know what I'm saying? Politics or it's like some people have to make sure like even religion. Yeah, you know what, you what I'm saying? Don't know yeah, who I serve, who, you, how I serve. Exactly, and it's just. I think sometimes if you feel like you're ready to have that conversation, go ahead and put it out there and if they don't you, you kind of have to check their vibe and see because communication also goes with body language, tone, um, facial expressions. I can communicate with you by just <laughs> looking you up and down. I walked in here and you're like, well, what's going on with you? And I'm like, nothing. You're like, your face says otherwise." a <laughs> while. So, it's, communication is way more than that, than just me speaking to you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the most obvious way is talking. So I mean, I don't know if there's a specific time limit, but I would definitely say it just kind of depends on the comfort level you're at. Because the relationship that I'm in now, I mean, there are certain things that we talk about, or like, because my boyfriend's in the financial industry as it is. Granted, he is a data data analyst, so he's more in the statistics side, but he still is very good within financial stuff. Like his, he recently was in a position at Wells Fargo. Now he's at Ally Financial. Previously, before Wells Fargo, he was at American Express. So it's so like, he knows
0: his money. He's, yeah,
1: like he's in the financial industry at this point. So it's like he's giving me advice on like a quick way to like tackle my student loans. He's giving me a quick a way to consolidate. You know what I'm saying? He, it's just stuff. You know what I'm saying? Financial responsibility, and it's not that I don't have it, but we talk about those kind of things so that way. You know what I'm saying? We can kind of build a decent foundation in order to do so. I feel like that's how you can kind of tell if someone's actually serious with you or not, if they're actually talking about like things that could possibly, you know, contribute to a future. If you're not talking about politics, religion, I mean, those type of things, if we're not talking about those kind of things, then really, what are we talking about
0: besides the sky is blue? Well, here's the thing that I was gonna ask you based off that, too. So, in my personal journey, I have not found it fruitful to be in a relationship um, where I'm exclusive with someone but we can't talk about anything like we can't talk about a future I'm not looking to you know be their roof or whatever you know Um, is that something that you have found as well or are you of the mindset that we should be able to just date whoever freely date just sort of float around and do what we want to do I mean like not to say it that way But, um, in my vision and in my view, I'm like very purposely and intentionally dating, if that makes any sense. And is it different or is it not, not intentional per se, if you date just who you're feeling at the moment and it doesn't matter. Like if you immediately hit it off with talking or can see a future with them or what have you, what would you call that other than non-intentional dating?
1: Um, I think it kind of depends on the person because sometimes I can be dating intentionally and may it may not be a future I actually know someone who dates them who dates who who will date a person and she feels like it's okay for them right now and when I what she says like right now like that person go like that person is diagnosed with like bipolar depression and she is like on meds for real and like her condition is very serious so if that person is healthy for her at that moment then that's what's okay for her um, some people can see a future and can see past and say okay but like I said that other person maybe that's what maybe that's what feels good for them maybe it's intentional for them to say hey I'm not ready for something serious right now mm-hmm. then let me see if I can let me try to you know what I'm saying so get to know someone because maybe that's intentional for them that they don't want to be serious but others, for some other people they want to you know what I'm saying take it further like you said like you want to date
0: intentionally so that way you can have a future rather Um, is it more fruitful though like if you are more dating someone in the moment does it have to be exclusive or do you have to put a title on her or do those people usually do
1: um, I can't speak for everybody but I will say for me (laughs) personally I don't I'm not quite too comfortable with just the talking stage I feel like yes we can be getting to know each other
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that's one thing but if, I feel like if we're getting to know each other, no, we're not exclusive. If we, You know what I'm saying? And, and if we are exclusive, we can say that. But I also feel like if we are exclusive, then we need to put a tie. I feel like then we can say, like, oh, this is my boyfriend and I'm still getting to know
0: him. Mm-hmm.
1: But I, because you feel, I feel like you're still getting to know someone every day. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's my thing. People yeah. people change every day.
0: People but, in marriage still, ch- you know, change in every... You, you know. see what I'm saying? Which is why it's also important to keep it up and go off, you know
1: what I'm saying, and still go on dates and still get to know the other person and just actually sit down and talk like if i I can't talk to you i'm sorry no i don't want to be around you (laughs) like it's i know i know for me like my boyfriend i'm like i don't want to talk your head off and he feels like well no like i like the way he, he feels like he likes the way i talk but one thing that i hear him say is that he actually likes that i can talk to him and i actually make sense and he feels like i sound like i have some kind of Talk to what I say, like mm-hmm. I'm not just talking. Yeah, that on your shoulders. Ruthlessly. I'm not just yeah. talking, like I'm just spitting something out of my mouth just to say it. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess in his previous experiences, it was like he, he couldn't talk to them because, or they would not necessarily talking because they had nothing to say. Mm. And it's like if you can't talk to a person, enough, or if you guys aren't relating on anything,
0: or are able to talk about anything, I guess decent. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I would say, yeah, I totally agree with that. I I think that there is definitely beauty in silence every once in a while. But if you just can't have any type of meaningful or new conversation, like I think one thing that I found in my relationship now is that I'm so blessed because I can talk to him about something new every single day. And I can just sort of roll things off him that maybe he has more experience with or maybe he doesn't maybe this is something we can research together or understand together because he's interested in what I'm interested in which is awesome yeah um rather than talking about the same thing every day hey girl how you doing I mean like every day
1: what you doing what you doing what you doing? I I, I cannot stand what you doing (laughs) w-y-d I cannot stand
0: (laughs) it quit asking me what I'm
1: doing all the time because
0: it's so empty I mean it's like every week I do the same thing I go to work (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I uh, wake up and I go
0: to work and then I go to sleep. I don't know what else. What else you want me to say? <laughs> you Want me to say chewing French fries?
1: <laughs> I mean I don't know, but I mean I know I do. I mean it definitely is, and I also think it depends on like the journey for someone because I personally believe everyone may not be called to the covenant of marriage. Mm. Some people may, but some people may not be. So. Yeah, maybe they are dating intentionally, but maybe somebody isn't and they on their, you know, it's not like they're just on their spiritual journey. But it's like sometimes if that's what you're doing, should you really be dating? Well, probably not, but it's like something, but some people don't always know. Hey, I'm not called to get married, so I should probably sit down somewhere
0: well okay so you saying that sort of triggered some of the research quote unquote that i did um so i was reading and one of the articles i was reading saying that millennials us were not anxious about marriage or having a nuclear family we're less um on institution of marriage and more on quality of relationship which i think i'm not sure how i feel about that per se i think that marriage and the institution of marriage of course like the legality of it and everything I feel like there are just some things in some courts that are just really outdated I completely understand that but the commitment itself I feel like says a lot more because quality of relationship is all fine and dandy but when you when rocks really hit the fan you know and um you're trying to work on this relationship it's like with marriage you have less of an hour or you used to that used to be the case it used to be more um solid than just divorce is an option which i was talking with a family member this weekend about that where i was saying um you know it's kind of sad that divorce has become the option like it's when you have it in your head that this is an option you have in your head that i can put some money aside or do this on the other side so that i can get out of this easily it's like you really made a hole where like when you're in this conversation you're talking to someone and saying This is a make or break deal for our relationship, and you're like married, (laughs) and then you say, Well, if this doesn't work out, I have another avenue, yeah. Versus, I'm gonna sit here and we're gonna work this out.
1: Well, how would you feel about a prenuptial agreement?
0: i would say i don't feel that <laughs> i don't feel that granted i will say that my future hubby does make more money than me at this current moment I mean, yeah. maybe one day i'll make more i don't know we'll see probably not but uh <laughs> i will say that i don't see him agreeing to that either i just don't see it being something that's Again, it's that option. It's that, like, oh, well, I don't want all this hard work to go away, but we are the hard work. Like, our relationship is the hard work, and I want to really, you know, put emphasis on that more than anything. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I'm pretty not
1: joking. I mean, I'm kind of at a crossroads. I've got to be honest. Like, I feel like on one end, you're protecting yourself, but on the other end, are you...
0: But or are you protecting you, yourself
1: from are you, something? But I'm saying, like, on the other end, it's like, are you preparing to fail?
0: Yeah.
1: And it's funny enough because Darren and I, and Darren is my boyfriend for our <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> Listen, right. So, he, we've actually talked about this before. It's okay. the funny part about it. And he would want one. Okay. And it's the same situation with us. My boyfriend makes... Way more money than I do, and I'm not. You know what I'm saying? He makes he makes a decent amount of money, but he also is older than I am, so he's got a lot more experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so he feels like in the, he's he feels like if the relationship is so solid, why not? He, in in a sense where why? Because the, the thing is, with, in his view, it's more so. A prenup is there, so if in the event something does happen, you already have the how are we are going to split everything up worked out. It's just not, not going to be a messy divorce. But then, what he's saying is, if things are so... It, it's, it's, weird how he, it's weird how he described it, because hmm. if you believe... You might in, have
0: to have him on the show.
1: <laughs> you know, need to bring him on. But if you believe in the marriage and you understand that things are going to be solid, why do you have to worry about, about the prenup, prenup or not? More so, like, you should be okay to sign it if you know that things are going to work out. And I feel like that's that's an ass-backwards way to say it. Excuse my language. But, because my thing is, it's like, I get it the whole put the money aside. Because it's like, you don't, you never know what could happen. At least I know for me, like, you know what I'm saying? You see stuff like, you see things that happen that go on all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And oddly enough, I was just talking to my aunt today. And she was talking about how this woman was sending her all of her husband's referrals not because her, not because his business was so bad, but come to find out, her husband, they were, catch this, the lady was married to her husband for 10 years, come to find out he was gay. Mm. So they divorced. And not to say that that's what's going to happen to y'all, or that's what's going to happen to my boyfriend, mm. because he's definitely straight. Mm. But it's also like, you never know what could happen. Like the famous author, author uh, Terry McMillan, her husband came out gay and... Like these are people's husbands, and it's just like, and not to say that's the only way, but it's like sometimes you have to think about it. What could you get past if your husband cheated on you? Could you know what I'm saying? How what would you do if your libido broke and you just weren't as horny as he was one day, or you know what I'm saying? You got the for rich or for poor. What would you do if, if y'all didn't have no money one day? Would you still try to be with him and y'all chill in the shelter for a little while and try to get it together? And it's like. And the, you know what I'm saying? And i not to say that any of those things are going to happen, mm-hmm. but it's just like, I don't think some people necessarily understand what they say when they say, I do. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes people get into these marriages, relationships prematurely because I've done it before. and You're just not thinking you're going into it recklessly like, oh, I'm in this relationship, oh, well, nearly, and then it's like, boom, everything hits the fan.
0: Well, that's where I was sort of coming from where I was saying intentionally dating. Yeah. I feel like at the very beginning, you should be able to say, not only is this person attractive to me, but this person also I can have the conversations with them. we could talk about these rough things. And although it won't be as easy as us talking about it now when it's not a real issue, it's something that we can sort of get ahead of, which yeah. I really that's what I think marriage is about. I don't think it's just, you know, some willy nilly I do because I really love you. It has to be beyond that because I love a lot of people. You yeah. know, there's a lot. You have to love everybody and according to the to the bibbles. You know, yeah. <laughs> you have to love everybody. But um, I have to love this person so much so that anything, everything that they do, I will take a, a level of responsibility for that. I will take a level of this is my partner and this and we are together in this. And nothing can break us apart so I I don't take lightly I mean my ring I don't take lightly the fact that I said I do even the way I said I do I mean I can joke all day about how the the actual you know um, proposal went and everything but in real actual reality I mean even us doing the prayer beforehand and just talking to God and saying okay we have made this commitment and we're gonna stick to this commitment no matter what not in front of anybody not in front of this between me you and God, that's yeah. it it's not in front of like our parents, it's not in front of um, anybody else but us, we we have to make that commitment with ourselves and I think like that is what's lost in translation nowadays is like marriage wasn't just some, you know, trade or it was a trade and, and it got distorted and the way that marriage was looked at is distorted so people look at it now and go, well my parents were never happy and it's because the way of life was different, you got out of school, you got out of you know, high school, even if you went to high school or whatever, and you got your little um degree or whatever, or you went straight into a job, you had a family. Like, you didn't really have it in between. I was talking again with a family member this weekend, and she was saying, we didn't have those conversations like you guys do now. We didn't have the conversations of what do you like? What are, what are your interests? What do you um, plan to do for the rest of your life? It was just Marry each other, have babies like it's pretty much what it was. So, I would say that marriage can be a lot of things, but in my marriage, my hope is that it is long lasting. And my hope and what I intend for this is that it is um, all about that honesty and that kindness and all of that. Um, But also, something where I've committed to saying, Okay, whoever you are at 30, 40, 50, I commit. to understanding that you are still you. You are still the person that I love. It doesn't matter if you have a whole attitude change. If you bumped your head and you became absolutely crazy. <laughs> I still have to love you. I still have to commit to that and to helping you. And to knowing that it's going to be hard. And I definitely will say, I mean, even from watching my parents. They have been through a lot. They have been through a lot. And, you know, from me being young. And then from them, you know, having to deal, having to deal with family, mental illness, stuff like that. Um, they've come through a lot, and at times I was like, "Why are they together?" Like to be quite honest, I was just like, "Why are they still doing this?" But I have never seen stronger people. I don't know who they would be by themselves. You know what I mean? I I, I really don't, because it really took that much strength to make sure that the both of them could, could get through the fire and be okay. So I totally get what you're saying. Totally, absolutely get it. You know, people get into marriage really lightly. I mean, I talked to. I mean, people, when we were back in college, and they're talking about, oh, you know, I think that we're going to get engaged. You know, he's going to propose me, you know, on graduation day. And it's like, okay. But you don't even know what real life is like yet. Like, we are literally just about to graduate. And you don't know how to pay a bill yet. But you're going to get married. And you, you're going to have a wedding. And, you, and you're going to get a, your first home. And, and that's beautiful. But... I mean, without your little mommy daddy's help and, you know, with stuff hits the fan, what's going to happen?
1: And and that's the thing, like, I, I like that you said how some people just take it lightly because, and I think that's what I was trying to say when I was saying, like, people just get into these, relationship, to these relationships and marry just all related yeah. because they're like, oh, it's cute, and it's like, mm-hmm. have you really done the work to say, I want to get married to you? Foundation. Yeah, but not only that, it's like, from what I've heard, because I'm not married, but Whenever people, when people do get married, mm-hmm. it's like, if everything comes at mm-hmm. you, it gets, that's when it, that's when it gets harder. It turns up a notch because at this. And I personally believe that that's because you have now entered in a covenant with it. You, you've entered into a covenant within God. So in order to break the bondage that you guys have individually and as you, because now you have technically three relationships with God, mm-hmm. you're. The man woman and the ones you have together mm-hmm. that's three so now you have these three bonds with god and at the same time it's like the devil wants to say let me just pull this one let me pull this one and let me pull the, me pull the one that y'all got together it's it's going to be a lot of things that come about mm-hmm. and so that's the thing i feel like a lot of people aren't prepared to say i'm going to still fight for this i'm going to still fight for you and i want to still fight for what we have and like you see, people get married and they're the, they're divorced in the first year. Yeah, they said that first that year. That first year is the hardest. That's yeah. what I read. And so it's like you really have to go into saying, "Hey, I'm I'm willing to still go for this." Mm-hmm. If you're not, and that's that's the thing. People people will get into it for that for that nice little so big wedding, and it's
0: like you have to realize it's not all it's cracked up to be. Mm-mm. No, you said something that really got me thinking. It was about. Um, the togetherness, and I will say, like the enemy, you know, and the enemy is really something in us. Like in us, we just have this part of us that's that's uh, that's not seeking the same thing that we're trying to seek. Basically, like the flesh. we're trying to seek, mm-hmm, exactly. So we're trying to seek something higher. We're trying to be on a different level of consciousness, but somewhere in us, it's just like sinking us to this like fleshly place, this lower place. And I will say that, you know, if you let that succeed, if you just let that base desire succeed, then it's going to be, it's going to be really hard. Um, because like you said, there's, there's the bond of you in a man and God is so strong. It's literally, it's literally like it says in the Bible, basically, you know, how, what the church is to God. It's literally like the Greatest type of relationship we have access to basically on this earth the greatest type of love, the most unconditional type of love that we have access to on this earth, even bigger than I think family sometimes. Um, because you're walking, because at, at some point, your you're own, cre-
1: thing. yeah. So, and that's why in the Bible it even says that's when the man is supposed to leave his family and cleave to the wife. At that point, yeah, it kind of is like, and that's why I hate that I, I cannot stand the whole debate between. Would you choose your mom over your wife, or the whole thing? Who do you feed first, your kids, your wife? I mean, your kids, your husband, or your mom? And it's like you should have to choose, but at the same time, it's like at this point, you left your you left your your mom, your parents to come mm-hmm. to come be with me, and vice versa. At this point, it, it's
0: us. It's yeah, like, nice. and I don't want.
1: And, and the thing is, I I'm, I'm never going to say leave your family. Mm-hmm. Like, do me wrong, my family now we real close. Like. Yeah. As much as I have my parents almost every day sometimes and we, we just have a good time But on the same token, you're supposed to cling to your husband and figure out a way to make life work Going forward. You're no
0: longer under your dad because you keep you keep the laws within your family So like and I think that that's something that I, I'll have to probably heavily deal with is I'm very close with my family in the way of their um, their discipline their understanding of the word their understanding of Christ and um, just of life of of the order of things and all this and that. Well, there's just gonna be some different things about the way my relationship works. Exactly. And it's just been the case so far. And it's been hard. It's definitely not easy to just be like, ooh, I know you have this opinion, but here's my new opinion based on this relationship I am in. We already, before we even literally set, have said I do in front of everybody, we've already had to make decisions about our lives. We've already had to make decisions about, okay, who's moving where? Um, what are our philosophies of this relationship? You know, what, um, we, what is our philosophy on money? What is our philosophy on bills and all this different stuff and, and just on, on religion, too, on politics, whatever. You've already got to make these decisions between us as a couple that have nothing to do with our parents. They can influence and they can say, hey, I read this little article. I'm going to send it to you. But, I mean, if we don't take it in, we don't take it in because it's not us.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, you're gonna do what you wanna do anyway. True, like, true, you can. Your parents can beat everything in you all the time, but if you feel like
0: I wanna do it this way, you're gonna do it how you wanna do it. At the end of the day, so it's not. But true. it took it took a second for me to get there. I was never. I, I would say I I was rebellious at, at a point, but there was a point I wouldn't go past. Now it's like I'm. A, I have to be a whole new being. Like I have to be a whole new person, and that's been difficult for me. I will say, and it'll probably continue to be difficult for me. Hopefully that won't still be my challenge through the first year of marriage, but who knows what'll be that challenge the first year of marriage. To be honest, there's already, already stuff being flung at us. But, um, yeah, I completely understand that just being able to like, just like he has to cleave from his mother. and I have to cleave from my father. I have to cleave from my, you know, family. And, and that's the whole symbolism of, you know, him handing me off anyway, you know, so that's definitely something that I will have to take into account. Um, So I had some other things that I had read through and one of the things that I had read was and let me know what you think of this quote so apparently Michelle Obama had said if I had worried about who liked me and who thought I was cute when I was your age I wouldn't be married to the president of the United States Um, so that article was sort of um, a nod to finished and unfinished men and I would say what is your version of a finished product what is your version of a man that you would be able to see yourself being in relationship with versus one that's just not ready or one that um you can see like does it have to be attractiveness first or do you talk to them and you're like hmm you know like they're interesting to talk to like what is your definite
1: um i mean I definitely do think looks are important because I like I have to look at you. But I definitely do and I think your personality is definitely like the best thing. But I mean, as far as like what Michelle said, I think when she was saying that, if I'm recalling the right, um, and I remember that she was on like a she was like a, on a platform and she was speaking to like a, a bunch of younger mm-hmm. women. And the thing was, she was telling a, a younger a lot of younger girls. And I think they might have been maybe high school, middle school age. That if she worried about it if she would have worried about what got people thought about her at that age, because um, I believe I did read that part of her book when she was speaking about when she was around their age. And Michelle was in the books. Like, obviously, you know, she went to, to uh Ivy League schools for her undergrad and mm-hmm. for her grad. Mm-hmm. She's a, she was a successful lawyer. She didn't have to quit her job to be with the president, but she already had enough going on. And she was about her business in order to, and that, on, during her journey on while she was, you know what I'm saying, being a badass, as you know what I'm saying, as some would say, you know what I'm saying, that's when it, she came across this nice looking man named Barack. So, I think it's more so like, to me, what that was saying was make sure that you d- don't worry about what everyone else is saying to you while you're on your journey, because while you're doing what you're supposed to do, he's gonna come. This is what it said to me, because I think I remember the, her um saying that.
0: Okay, okay. So... I would agree with that. I would say, I mean, I don't follow her as closely, um, but I agree. I will say that, you know, we were talking about a little bit earlier about things like, you know, having being prepared, like wearing all this makeup, looking nice and all this stuff for a man and whatnot. But it's like, do they need all that? Do they deserve all that? Will a man see you, you know, for you and appreciate you for you um, without all of that? Um, and, she, and she thought she was just fine by herself. She was looking good for herself, and then and then he came across. So, your thoughts?
1: I mean, I personally do feel like I I agree with that. I feel like be true to you no matter what. You don't have to change up who you are, how you dress, how you look, just to try to get the attention of someone else. Mm-hmm. I I thoroughly do believe that. Like. Because at the end of the day, I have to go home, take all that stuff off, and be Alexis. Mm -hmm. Whether I look ugly in the morning, crazy during the day, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I'm still going to have to be true to me. Like, I I know for me, like, I'll see, you know what I'm saying, certain friends or associates that I've, you know what I'm saying, been been connected with. And they've came to me and spoke to me about that aspect. Like, maybe I should change the way I dress. Like, I feel like they're not noticing me. And it's like, you don't have to... I wish people would really understand this. You don't have to change who you are to have someone notice you because someone's gonna like you for who you are, mm-hmm. just for being you. They're gonna, they're gonna see through, like, and that's the thing. Covering up all that just shows that you're insecure. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I personally like makeup. I used to wear it all the time, not because I was insecure, but it was that was my art. Mm-hmm. That was a sense of art for me. I actually like the arts, so dance, music. Art, like as in painting and makeup for me, was an art. I used to do all types of colors and designs and things on my eyes and my face, like that was a part of an art for me. So I love to do that, but I don't wear it all the time as much anymore because I still want you to see who I am.
0: Which maybe gave me a thought when you were saying that um like seeing who you are so my thought is is you covering all this up and and showing yourself as a different person you're covering yourself up for your Boaz your Boaz can't see you past all that mess you know what I mean like can't see you past who you aren't like he's looking God has told him okay this lady's out here for you and he can't even see you because you're not the same person that you were
1: yeah and it's like it was funny. I was talking to our other friend um, Shanae. She sent me a meme about how girls would change their voice on the phone sometimes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and so I can find it. It, was, it was about how women would change their voice on the phone when they first meet a guy. Mm-hmm. The thing is you can't keep that voice up. So if you were to be like, hey Aaron, how are you? And then it's like one day you're like, hey Aaron. and it's, He's going <laughs> like, well, to be like, who's this girl? Yeah. Well, who is this? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and don't say
1: who you are. That's what it says. Girls get around dudes and all of a sudden get a baby voice. Talk regular Batman. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, it's obviously not that extreme to mm-hmm. where we're not regular. I mean, we're not, <laughs> where we're not Batman. But the yeah. thing is, like, you're trying to cover up who you are. When it's like, they're going to find out one way or another. One way or the other. It's like those girls who be wearing the waist trainers, honey, it's somebody out here that wants, you know what I'm saying, that one little plumper woman. So, you have to, I don't know, for me, I'm like. I don't know, like, at least for me, like, my boyfriend, he tells me all the time, I really hope that you all, I really hope that this is who you really are, like, I hope you don't, like, I hope you really just stay true to who you are, and I'm like, I can't be nobody, I, it's too, it's too much work, when I already work two jobs, mm-hmm. and have to attend, you know what I'm saying, tend to my ministry and my calling, I don't have time to be somebody else.
0: I think it's so funny because one of the things that I read out to you um, on the articles was that people want authentic relationships. And I don't know if I've seen too many authentic relationships out here. you got to be an authentic person. Person first before you can be in an authentic relationship, yeah. and I see too many things where like people are on social media doing all this looking a certain way, and it's like, okay, y'all look real cute on that cruise and whatnot, but what I had heard was y'all was like fighting the whole cruise, yeah, taking those cute pictures, and that's fine and all, but you can't even talk about anything positive. You're on the phone yelling at each other, Are you listening to me, or what is, what's in the background, what's going on? It's like. I feel like that is so sad like to think that even the word authentic just like we're talking about with marriage has changed like the word what that means the connotation I feel like authentic has also changed like authentic is anything you want to make it to be for some reason rather than being your true self who you grew up who you who you know that you are yeah
1: and the thing is like I feel like knowing who knowing who you are also um like, that goes back to also, you know what I'm saying, being able to acknowledge some of our flaws. Mm-hmm. Like, one of our friends, we were having a conversation one day, and she was like, she admitted that she was jealous of another friend because of, you know what I'm saying, that something wasn't happening for her quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, for me, it takes, somebody, it takes a lot of guts to say, maybe I was just jealous. And it's like, everyone can sit here and say like, well, I didn't mean to come off that way, but maybe I was just jealous. Or you know what I'm saying? Or maybe I just felt this way because I was being slightly spiteful. You have to be able to know, like these are the things that I'm working on. And it's just not mm-hmm. that she's a jealous person, but some things trigger that little jealousy in you. Or it's like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. I might be like, dang, are you on her workout game? And I haven't been to the gym in like a week right now.
0: Oh,
1: you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's it's some things that I feel like it's important to really know who you are and know that those like you have. People say like, oh, I know I'm not perfect, but well, what's wrong with you? and can't tell you a thing because they think that they're so good. Like those people that say, Oh, my kindness is my weakness because people take over on me. Now you have to be able to take something that you're actually working on. Mm. I think that's good to know because it's like when you get into a relationship with somebody, they're gonna think it's all perfect, and it's like yeah. it's not.
0: That's not who you are. You have to have that one good fight. I'm not saying that you have to fight, but I'm saying that there will be conflict. But you're
1: gonna feel. But this, it's thing, gonna you're, be. You're gonna
0: fight. <laughs> you're gonna fight. Like so, gotta be really about it. Not everything's perky and all good and everything, which comes back to you were saying authenticity and communication. Um, if you don't know who you authentically are, how do you communicate? You don't know what you want at at any given time. If you're changing yourself with who you think that they want, then you don't know what you want. You know what I mean? When they're asking you, okay, how do you feel about this topic? Well, you know, to be what you want, I'm thinking this. No, like, what do you really think? What do you think? Not, you know, based on this person that you think this other person wants,
1: yeah and my thing is sometimes it's okay to say i don't know because that's your opportunity to figure it out and i think people will just be making up stuff or not necessarily making us up stuff, but like they'll try to come up something off the fly and it's like do you really think about that <laughs> like i don't know it's like i don't know for me it's like you have to really be you have to really get to a vulnerable spot and be like look this is what it is for me like because mm-hmm. i don't know
0: at all and that's how it be. Well, we're going to take a little pause here. We'll come back for part two. Um, but thank you for listening. Thanks again. This is Lexi. Say hey. Hey. <laughs> and I think we had a good time. Um, and hope glad that you were listening. Thank you. Bye.